Hey, you're listening to Uninterrupted, the podcast that isn't afraid to go there. And by there, I mean period panties. I'm your host, the senior online editor of women's health, Caitlin Aber. Folks who frequently ride the New York City subway might be familiar with a recent ad campaign for Thinks, a company with the tagline, Underwear for People with Periods. In case you missed the ads, they feature models of all races, sizes, and genders gracefully showing off their bodies in ways that feel both intimate and aspirational. There's no shame in what these ads are trying to sell, moisture-wicking period panties for the modern woman, and that's probably why Thinks had such a hard time getting the New York City subway to approve of the ads at all. People... Okay, men, mostly, don't want to be reminded of periods ever, and especially not on their way to work. But as women, we don't really have a choice. As women, we have to think about if our cycle is regular, if our tampon or pad needs to be changed, and how we can avoid revealing the fact that we're bleeding out of our vaginas in the first place. Which is why a product like Thinx just makes so much sense. Today we're talking with Mickey Agarwal, Think's founder and CEO. Mickey is a huge proponent of ending the shame around bodily functions, or as she calls it, the three P's, periods, pee, and poop. And as an entrepreneur, Mickey has been fearless in disrupting not just the startup world, but also the ways women and men think about their bodies and their health. It is a great pleasure to welcome Mickey Agarwal to Uninterrupted today. So I am here with Mickey Agarwal, the CEO and co-founder of Thanks. Thank you so much for coming on Uninterrupted today. Happy to be here. So great to have you. I've been following and wearing your brand for a while now, yes. and I love them. Um, but for people not familiar with Thanks, um, that's sort of like the first thing you started doing. Can you give us a little background on how you get started and you know why the period panty business? For sure. I think the first thing I want to kind of express um, before we get into Thanks is just the miraculousness of being alive. Yeah. Just, I just wanna, you know, I had a crazy weekend at an eight hour sound uh, meditation ceremony. And one of the big, um, it's sort of like, it was like a, the biggest, deepest realization of my life is that we get to be alive right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which right is now like, in particular or in just general? Just in general. Yeah. Like we get like the, like what it took for us to be here now. Like mm-hmm. for you to be here, your parents have to meet and your mom had to carry for nine months yeah. and you had to be born and you had to grow up. Like we are just, like I'm just sitting in so much gratitude right now. Yeah. So I'm just gonna state that out in the open first. I think that's so important to recognize too. Ugh, like, we forget, you know, we forget that yeah. we get to wake up every single day. We're so mm-hmm. lucky. So I'm gonna just start with that. So thanks, I started Thinks um, with my sister and um, third co-founder um, because of a necessity. You know, necessity is the mother of invention, as they say. And I kept having monthly period accidents. It was really annoying. I mean, how many pairs of underwear have you ruined on your period? Mm-hmm. Countless. Couldn't even. Couldn't right? even. I, I often think about, like, how many, you know, piles of things that I've gone through in my life. You know, garbage. Chairs, yeah. bed sheets, mattress, sofa, clothes, mm-hmm. prized things. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it just, and, and that was the whole thing. It's like, how is it possible that in this day and age of innovation, we're still dealing with something so normal for mm-hmm. women. You know, like we have iPhones and we can call people and take pictures and yeah. videotape and record and post to the world all at the same time. You can send a drone to the other side of the world. You can send a drone. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And yet 
women mm-hmm. are still coping. It just makes no sense. And right. so um, we took a look at the industry and realized that in a $15 billion feminine hygiene category, you know, there have only been three major innovations, you know, in the entire 20th century. So it was really high time to innovate and to think about what women actually need. And so things that we thought about were, okay, well, first of all, it has to look and feel like a regular pair of underwear, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel like I'm wearing a bulky padded underwear or something that felt like diapers or felt anything but. Yeah, something that makes you feel like something's wrong with you, I think is. Exactly. We don't want that. We want to just feel like we're wearing regular underwear. You're putting on cute panties and you get to go go and exist, you know, and be alive. and uh, and so that was the first consideration. It needs to look and feel like a regular pair of underwear. Then the the technology built into it has to do the things that we want. As women, we know what we want. We know we don't want to feel wet. So if you bleed into them, you want to feel dry, right? So it has to be moisture wicking. It has to wick through, right? So it has to be moisture wicking. This, it also has to be antimicrobial because I know that when I have my period, I'm extra of a clean freak. Yeah. I need to clean everything. I'm nesting. That's what we're really mm-hmm. doing every month, right? And if it's kind of dirty or feels kind of microbial <laughs> then it's not great <laughs> right. so you want to make sure it's antimicrobial um and then the third part is has to be absorbent it has to absorb up to f- at least two full tampons worth of blood up to two full tamp- tampons worth of blood because if it absorbs any less you know you might have to change it halfway through the day and it might get really annoying right mm-hmm. and so we want to offer an option that you can withstand a whole day wearing and you have to come home, hand wash them, and put them in the washing machine. They come out brand new. So it had to be absorbent, absorbing two full tampons worth of blood. Mm-hmm. And then it also, of course, had to be leak-proof. So you'll never leak through them. You don't have to worry about having that, oh, shit, accident right. moment ever again. Yeah. So, again, all those considerations had to happen in the tiny little part of the you know area mm-hmm. of your body that touches your most sensitive parts of your body. You know, every manufacturer will tell you the hardest garment to make is a bra and underwear because every woman's different shapes and sizes. Right. Your front and back are different. Your sides are different. Your hips are different. Your leg holes are different. Everything is different. Your flow is different. Mm-hmm. And so some women are super heavy and they have to wear an organic cotton tampon or a menstrual cup or a sea sponge with our underwear on their heaviest days and then wear just the underwear by themselves on their medium and light days. Right. Some women are wearing IUD or have IUDs in or are on the pill and have pretty light flow throughout. They can wear underwear by themselves the entire time. Mm-hmm. Some women are extremely heavy throughout or don't want to deal with having to like bleed into their underwear. They find that uncomfortable. Then they can wear our our underwear as backup if they want. So it's we say hashtag know your flow. You know your flow best. I'm not going to try to tell you what size and shape your breasts are and what shape your leg holes are. You know that. So you can test your limits. You can see, let me just try them out for a whole day and see what my limits are. Let me put a tampon in, get comfortable with having the excess bleed into the underwear and then see how it feels. Oh, doesn't it feel wet? I feel totally normal. Okay, I'm going to start my light, my medium and light days not wearing any, you know, not wearing anything in Seattle. Right. So that's just, you kind of, you test your own limits. That's a lot of great information on things and why they work for all types of women. Um, but I also wanted to know, like, you don't just make these underwear, you also give back. That's right. a huge part of what things does. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Absolutely. So one of the things that we, you know, realized is that there are hundreds of millions of girls that are currently, today, missing a week of school because of something as natural as our periods. 
you think about that again, like how lucky we are to be alive here today, born to this country, born born to the privilege that we were born in America, right? There are girls right now who have nothing, mm-hmm. no access to drinking water, no access to food oftentimes, no access to education, but also menstrual products. Could you imagine what it must be like to live in a in a hut, a dirt a floor with nothing to manage your period? We just did a story at Women's Health about 28 periods around the world, and we got all these women to share their stories, and it was heartbreaking. It's just unbelievable. And so what we're doing is for every pair of underwear sold that supports you and I, we are funding a pack of reusable menstrual pads to a girl in the developing world through a partnership with AfriPads. So one of the things that we learned over the last several years is that the buy one, give one model, which was revolutionary at the time, had a bit of a flaw in it. The flaw is that let's just say you sell um, you know, shoes to a local community, right? And all of a sudden a bunch of free shoes appear to the community, what happens to your local business? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it suffers, right? right? And so the realization is that, okay, we don't want to disempower um, these local businesses. We want to empower these local businesses to grow. Exactly. So yeah. what we did was we're saying, okay, we found an organization in Uganda called AfriPads. They, they make washable, reusable cloth pads at an affordable price. So the first project we decided to do, the first give back partner was them because they're on the ground making a difference. So we get to fund them. So every pair of underwear sold, we get to give them, give them money so they can make the pads, so subsidize the cost of the pads, which then they can sell to a local girl at a subsidized cost. So now they get to grow their business, they make their margin, they get to hire more local women, creating more local jobs. So when we started talking to them, they had 25 employees. Now they have over 165 employees. That's awesome. So we've helped also to date um, almost uh, over 45,000 girls go back to school. And our next big initiative is we're launching our Thinks Global Girls Clubs, which are safe spaces for girls to learn about their bodies, get menstrual products at subsidized costs, learn about self-defense, learn about personal finance, financial freedom, and learn about entrepreneurship. And um, we're super excited. We're forming our first partnership with Mama Hope. They have lots of relationships with some of the most important leaders in these communities. And we're thrilled to be partnering with them. That's so cool. So how long have things been around? Just a few years? Well, no. We actually, I mean, we've been working on it. It took us Mm -hmm. three and a half years to really patent the technology and and make the first product. So from 2011 to 2014, we really spent working on the product. Um, So we launched quietly. And if you, in tech terms, we launched in beta in January 2014. From January 2014 to May of 2015, we basically made every rookie mistake ever, (laughs) cleaned it all up, you know, um, went from having a crappy website to having a really beautifully designed Mm -hmm. website, went from having our website not speak to our warehouse, we had to like fulfill our own orders, which is such a pain in the butt, to to our, our our, our warehouse being able to fulfill the orders and taking care of its own you know when someone places an order it goes miraculously to the warehouse which then <laughs> ships off wow you know yeah. that happened took us a while to figure that out so really we launched officially officially grand launch in may of 2015 it's blown up since then yeah. i feel like i i well, live in new york city so i see the subway ads everywhere but also just hearing about it reading about it listening to it on podcasts um What do you think has changed in like period and menstrual culture in that time too? Because I feel like now people are talking so much more about like, let's not live in shame anymore. Let's not let our like younger sisters live in shame. Let's end the tampon tax. Let's do these things that are like about representation and being like, this is just a part of our lives. So we have to find out a way to deal with it. Yeah, I think think there needed to be like, you know, the, f- the first sort of like loudspeaker on the subject, right? So I think we kind of like led the charge on the period feminist movement, right? And then everyone was like, oh yeah, 
of course, now I get to talk about it. You've given me permission to talk about this. And why is there shame associated with periods? Wait a minute. Why is the word taboo, which means uncomfortable, shameful, all those things, actually stem from the Polynesian root word tapua, and tapua means menstruation. <laughs> taboo means menstruation. Yeah. So there's, I mean, it's how is that still possible? How are there still religious texts that 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 push out that periods are impure. The Torah, the Quran, the Bible, all these religious scriptures talk about how, um, you know, menstruation is impure and you have to actually, you know, um, purify yourself after you have your period. Yeah. And so that has to change. Also, the superstitions that still exist in Nepal and India and many parts of the world, women are still sequestered to the to their to their cow shed. After, well, during their period and they're considered again impure and cursed on their period and so they can't sleep in their homes in their period they can't enter their kitchens they can't touch their fathers they can't you know yeah. cook they can't go to their temples they can't do so many things because of their period the thing that creates mm-hmm. human life it makes no sense I mean that's the other thing which I'm you know I'm really excited about talking about and, and really you know um pushing forward this deep understanding and knowing that, wait a minute, we are women. We get to perpetuate humanity. Mm-hmm. We hold all the power in our wombs. And yet sometimes we get to, we have to procreate with, or we choose to procreate with assholes, with jerks, with people who are <laughs> who are not making us feel fully yeah. in our power, who are making us lose our confidence, who are not kind to us. We don't have to do that anymore. We are in the fourth wave of feminism. We are earning our own money. We are able to choose who we get to procreate with. It's, it's really remarkable. It is remarkable. And I'm hearing you say this, and I'm seeing this incredible entrepreneur in front of me. I want to hear about some of the bullshit that you had to deal with to get this business off the ground, because I'm sure there were a lot of people, mostly men probably, mm-hmm. who were like, oh, period. I don't know if I want to work with somebody in that, you know, that realm. What did you deal with and how did you get through it? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you know, across the board, I mean, we've we've been fighting tooth and nail to get, as an example, our ads in the New York City subways. You know, this was the most recent fight that we had, which was the New York City public transit system, you know, banned our ads to be in the subway. They said you can't use the word period. You can't, you know, like use a grapefruit to represent a female anatomy. And we're like, well, interesting that you say that because you use a grapefruit to represent augmented breasts. Mm -hmm. And that's totally cool. Yeah. But not if we use it in a way that depicts what women are really going through, which is having a period. Um, And so, yeah, we're fighting the patriarchy every day. Like right now, still to this day, we're not allowed to be on any morning shows. They don't want to talk about periods. We can't be in taxi TVs. Most modeling agencies don't want to work with us because they want to have their girls modeling period stuff. I mean, we're fighting every single day against the most ridiculous, you know, like patriarchal brainwashed, you know, society Mm -hmm. that we have to unpack and unravel every single day. And we have the best team ever. We have a, a great team of you know, 30 plus feminists who are, you know, who are coming up with the most creative, we have the most creative team who we get to, you know, play and figure out ways that we can use design and aesthetic and, you know, accessible, relatable communication to break this taboo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that Things has done, like you said, really a great job at pushing this conversation forward. Um, Maybe you could even call it like the Thinks effect. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. But what would you like to see the next wave of that look like? Maybe not even with periods, but something else. Like where else can we sort of make a change and end some stigma and shame around either our bodies or our minds or whatever it is? Great question. And so we actually, one of the things that are key sort of, um, 
I guess teachings that we that we make sure our employees really like think through all the time is is being able to open our ears and actively listen to what our customers need, what the needs are of people, right? We talked about before the idea of creating these global girls clubs because girls are unsafe. We kept hearing that over and over again. So we had to create these global girls clubs. Now the next thing that we kept hearing over and over again is that, wait a minute, women don't necessarily just need these underwear for their periods, but women need underwear for when they have what you call light bladder leakage or stress urinary incontinence. The incontinence market is almost a $7 billion market. You know, and it's it's a thing that one in three women at some point in our lives will experience, especially when you're pregnant or post-pregnant, you'll have a little bit of, of bladder leakage. When you laugh or cough or jog or run or jump, you might pee a little bit, you know? And that happens to, again, one in three women at some point in our lives. And yet we're reduced to wearing things like Depends and Poise and mm-hmm. diaper-like stuff that make women feel unsexy, not within their power, not cool, not fun, and it's uncomfortable. And so how do yeah. we, again, bring power back to women? So we created a pair of underwear called Icon, IconUndies.com, and that is serving women who have light bladder leakage. Um, and our underwear holds 25 milliliters of urine, but it looks and feels like a sexy black bikini cut underwear. Mm-hmm. You know, no like no visible panty line. They feel like regular underwear, not bulky. Um, and then we're producing a second pair, which holds 50 milliliters of, of you know, liquid, which is like, and still feels amazing and comfortable. So it's it's just, it's, um, it's possible to create innovation um, for things that you might think are impossible to do. Right. It's like, oh, I need to have a big diaper if I have a full-on incontinence. Mm-hmm. It's like, no. My life is over. Yeah. It. It's like, no, yep. there are solutions. We just have to actually focus on them mm-hmm. and not be uncomfortable. The reason why there's been very little innovation in these spaces is because no one talks about it. If you don't talk about it, how can you innovate in it, right? Absolutely. And so and so we launched Icon, and for every Icon underwear sold, we are fighting fistula operations. We're funding fistula operations, which are basically when a woman gives birth um, she sometimes rips a hole in her bladder in her bladder canal. And, you know, here, if we have that issue, you sew it up and then you, you're back in business. It takes a little bit of time to heal and you're fine. In the developing world, if that happens, you basically end up peeing yourself for the rest of your life because you can't afford to sew it up. And so these women are basically disowned from their family, shunned from their husbands and put in these fistula camps to die. And so what we're doing is we're really saying, no, that's not okay, and mm-hmm. we're going to help fund these operations. So we partner up with the Fischler Foundation, and we're going to be doing these Fischler operations. And I'm, incredible. I get to go to Rwanda in October to visit these Fischler camps and mm-hmm. really be part of the um, the reintegration of these women who are getting, getting, going to get operated on. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing is, is that, again, I've, been, I've gone to the UN. I've spoken about, you know, um, san- hygiene, um, menstrual hygiene, and there's this like term which is WASH, which is water, sanitation, and hygiene. That's all kind of like one lump thing that the United Nations and these countries are trying to figure out. And so, you know, again, actively listening beyond just hygiene, sanitation is one of the biggest killers in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that 40% of the world doesn't have proper sanitation. You know, you know, like one in three, um, sorry, um, a million children under the age of five will die from, um, you know, from from diarrhea, just it's, from poor sanitation. Yeah, 50% of hospital beds alone could be alleviated by simply having clean sanitation. The numbers are just astronomical. And so what we're doing is we have, and also that's just in the developing world. Mm-hmm. In the first world, like here for you and I, think about how you've been wiping your ass all this time. Mm-hmm. Right, you've been using toilet paper all this time. Yep. Right, it's the way that we. It's been. It's the commodity. It's mm-hmm. like it's the only way to do it. Right. Toilet paper is brought to this country in late 1800s and has not changed since then. It causes chronic urinary tract infections. 
infections to the tune of 10 million cases a year, Mm -hmm. um, uh, chronic uh, hemorrhoids to the tune of 3 million cases a year, and then yeast infections to the tune of, you know, I think it's 7 or 8 million cases a year. all of the garbage. Like all all the garbage. The the 15 million trees. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you use wet wipes, it's terrible for the environment, terrible for your butt too, terrible hygiene, and also it, it strips all the oils from your body. And also it's terrible for our sewage systems and for the environment. And so... All of these things combined, it's just not sustainable and it's not good for your health. Mm-hmm. Every doctor will tell you the most hygienic thing you can possibly do for yourself is get a bidet. Now, bidets are not culturally relevant to Americans, right? right? In Japan, every household has a bidet. In France, most households have a bidet. In Europe, in Saudi Arabia, in the Middle East, all over in, in India, and in all over Asia, it is a common practice is to use water and not paper to wipe yourself. We say, you know... Like, why is our butts the only part of our body we clean with paper? It's no wonder it's causing so many problems, mm-hmm. right? And so what we've done is we're saying, okay, we're going to bring in the most beautiful, affordable bidet attachment to America. It's simply, right. so it's called Tushy. The mm-hmm. website's hellotushy.com. And you just literally, it's a clip-on bidet attachment. It clips onto any standard American toilet or any toilet and turns any toilet into a bidet in less than 10 minutes flat. Mm-hmm. There's no plumbing, no electrical requirements. So if you don't know how to hang a painting or not really good handy person, <laughs> then you can just literally take, it comes with a splitter and a little hose and it takes 10 minutes to install. And all of a sudden you go from having to use paper from the 1800s to being back in the 21st century and actually taking care of yourself properly, taking care of your environment, your planet, and most importantly, your health. Yeah, and I feel like it would feel very luxurious. Yes, too. it's the feel greatest. Like a fancy queen. It is. We call it a <laughs> throne of personal hygiene. It literally. Yeah, so yeah. you're on the same page. And then for every tushy bidet sold, we are funding clean latrine projects to communities in the developing world, first in India, through our partnership with Samagra. Check out samagra.co. Awesome. That is so cool. So what has, like, surprised you most about working in the industry that you're calling the three Ps, which is period, pee, and poop? (laughs) (laughs) What has been the most surprising part of working in this industry? I think that the most surprising part is that if you're able to talk about it without having a tone of embarrassment in your voice, then everyone else will be like, yeah, totally, I get it. And the minute you're like a little uncomfortable and shy about it, the people around you become shy. Like like what I realize is that if we get to sit in confidence and talk about something that really matters in the world, that are real problems in the world, and we can talk about it with confidence without faltering, then people, it gives permission to others to do the same. Mm-hmm. And so I've realized that, wow, like we just have to keep going and have these conversations openly without, a, you know, apology, without any like discomfort. And, it, and people are willing to talk about it. You'd be surprised. It's actually quite impressive. Yeah. And in like 10 years, how do you hope like younger generations, let's just say American women, how do you hope yeah. we sort of experience our periods? Because even I remember being a teenager and being scared more than anything. For sure. I mean, I mean, I hope every girl has, you know, p- things in their drawers um, so they don't have to worry about having an accident again. You know, I hope every girl doesn't feel any shame associated to the thing that creates human life ever again. You know, I hope, you know, women um, get to clean their lady parts and their, you know, their parts with the right technique, which is using water and not paper. 
Um, you know, I hope everyone gets to really get to know their bodies well. We kind of ignore that part, and it's the part that creates life, that gives us the best feeling when we're having sex. It's the part that excretes the stuff that we need to excrete so that we can our bodies can survive. It's the part of our body that that everything comes from, and yet we don't look at it, we don't care for it, we don't think about it in ways we just want to quickly get through it and ignore it. The idea is that let's look down there and, and just like embrace it and say, wow, this thing is so important to us. This thing is so special. It's the thing that perpetuates the human spirit. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. So we ask every guest on the show to promote a woman, somebody that, you know, whether they're like a comedian or a writer or a politician, just somebody you admire and think our listeners should check out. Do you have a woman you'd like to promote today? Yes. Um, I, well, who do, who has a social media following? Um, well, um, I, okay, today I would like to honor my girlfriend, Allie Hoffman. She is a fighter. She is a, um, she is a, she defends human rights and women's rights in ways that are so impressive. And um, she does it from her soul. Um, it's authentic, and she carries the weight of that sometimes, um, which means that it's just so purely within her. She really believes in, um, in, in you know, helping girls and women um, and humans just be as human as they want to be. You know, she started a, an incredible movement called Gender Proud with, um, uh, with that incredible transgender model, um, Gina Rosero, um, just about trans rights. And it's just like, it's okay to be who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, she fights for women's rights in, in, in the most, you know, beautiful way. And um, and she's, she does consulting in human rights. And I just want to see people like her thrive. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure having you. And where can people find you and all the work you do? They can come to my website, MickeyAgrawal.com, M-I-K-I-A-G-R-A-W-A-L.com, or they can check out SheThinks.com, S-H-E-T-H-I-N-X.com, HelloThinks.com, and IconUndies.com. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Products go. I uh, can't recommend things enough. I wrote about them a few months ago when I tried them out, and I just absolutely love them. So we'll be sure to have a link to that story on our site, womenshealthmag.com. I also recently installed a tushy all by myself, and I am in love with that too. I live in Brooklyn, and having a bidet truly makes me feel like a fancy queen, and having installed it myself makes me feel like a total badass. So you should definitely check that out. I just thought that was funny, badass bidet. Anyway, uh, you can learn more about Mickey by picking up her book, Do Cool Shit, Quit Your Day Job, Start Your Own Business, and Live Happily Ever After, wherever books are sold. I can't believe this either, but we are coming up on our 25th episode. I really want to make the show better for you. So leave some comments on the Uninterrupted Facebook page or on iTunes, where you should be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. You can also tweet at me directly. I'm EverydayCaitlin on Twitter. This episode of Uninterrupted was produced by me, Caitlin Abber, and recorded at CBS Studios. Editorial support was provided by Lisa Chudnovsky. Our theme music is by Jen Miller. You can check her out at jenmillermusic.com. So that's all we got for today. We hope you tune in next week. And in the meantime, bleed wherever you please and stay uninterrupted.